0: again for another episode of the Fourth Estate where we are thinking about the news. I am your co-host Marty Duran, And I'm Bob Smetana. Bob Smetana. Who doesn't have any sports to talk about this week? We could talk about the Olympics. Hey we can. First of all I want to ask you this question. You might have known this. I did not know this until about 20 minutes ago. Steve Kerr the coach, the head coach of the uh, the Warriors, the Gold, Golden State, is that right?
1: Golden State? Yes, yeah. Golden State Warriors, yeah.
0: Do you know who his dad was?
1: Yes, his dad was, uh, a, I think, a college professor in the Middle East who was gunned down.
0: Yeah, he was the president. American,
1: of the, American University,
0: right? American University of Beirut, assassinated yes. in 1984. I, I did know that. I did not know that until tonight. I was blown completely away by that. So, if you're a basketball fan, you see Steve Kerr. I don't know how old that would have made him. That's that's 30, 33 years ago now. So, yeah. I mean, he was college, I guess.
1: I think he was in college.
0: Something like or that. Or high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe young. high school. That's crazy. Um, the Olympics, he, winter yeah, Olympics. Yeah, so he
1: knows. He knows a little bit about uh, violence and gun violence. And
0: yeah, which death. Yeah, we were um, which. Bob and I were talking about uh, before we started recording, talking about the events of yesterday. Um, So the Olympics are going on. And uh, over the weekend, I think it was over the weekend, or first part of this week anyway, there was this huge kind of row online uh, because people felt like, I think this was really specifically CNN and an ad on New York Times for bonus mm-hmm. points <laughs> that they were fawning over, uh, Kim Jong, Kim Jong Un's, Un's sister, sister. Yeah. Uh, whose name is, um, got it here somewhere. Kim Yo Jong. Uh, yeah. Kim Yo Jong. So Kim, Kim Jong Un's yes. sister, Kim Jong, yes. uh, is, uh, went to the Olympics for two, three days. Yes. and was seated in a box behind Vice President Pence. And uh, there was a headline in CNN, and I don't have that particular article, but I think the headline in CNN says said something to the effect that she was stealing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, another article uh, said something to the effect of, this is in Reuters, so this is the actual headline, North Korea judged winner of diplomatic gold at Olympics. That's, an, that's oh, a yes, Reuters yeah. article. Um,
1: the The Times said she was stealing his Pence's spotlight.
0: Stealing Pence's spotlight. Okay. Uh, so we had all this the, these kind of um, headlines, and people were responding a lot to the headlines. I think, mm-hmm. and uh, and all of a sudden you go and it's people are responding to that, and it's like you know why aren't you talking about people suffering in North Korea? Why aren't you you know why are you giving this woman so much attention and blah blah blah. Um, so, uh, I thought about reading the articles (laughs) instead of just the headlines.
1: Amazing. Uh,
0: and then I thought, well, I wonder how the people on that side of the world who are closer to North and South Korea, uh, maybe people who interact with North and South Korea, how are they responding? How are they writing about this particular visit? And, um, it was a lot. It was different and it was similar. So uh, there's an article in the Korea Times, for instance, which is an English language newspaper, uh, but it bills itself as one of the largest uh, media or newspapers in Korea, South Korea. Mm -hmm. And this is from the article, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's sister Kim Yo-jong stole the limelight. Okay, that's the direct quote, stole the the limelight at the Pyeongchang Winter Olympic Games during her historic three-day stay in South Korea. Okay. So I was a little taken aback, not a ton taken aback, but I was a little taken aback that essentially the same wording was being used by South Korean reporters as had been used in some of the American reporting or at the very least, it's the same essence.
1: Yeah. Same essence. Exactly.
0: uh, Was used. So Uh, Then I went to the Japan Times, and there's an article in the Japan Times, and the headline, uh, let me see if I can find it here. The headline is, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un invites uh, South Korean President Moon Jae-in to Pyongyang for summit, which, of course, was that visit or that invitation was extended through uh, Kim Jong-un's sister, Kim Yo-jong. Uh, So it turns out that this was like the first time since the fifties that a North Korean diplomatic representative had come to the South Mm -hmm. and it was a big deal in South Korea. This was not. So the fact that she got all this attention in South Korea should have been anticipated by anybody who'd been paying attention because Pence was one of a number. I mean, Pence was sitting in the box with, uh, Uh, Prime Minister Abe from Japan. Yeah. I think there was another, uh, maybe the South Korean prime minister or president was there, as well as uh, Kim Yo-jong. But she was the only one from North Korea, and she was the only one who it was the first time in whatever 50 years that their country had sent someone there. It was a huge story. Do you agree?
1: I do agree. (laughs) And it's not even like that. It's not even the biggest. I mean – it's funny because there's not even the biggest story out of, uh, of that time. Of You know, there was the whole um, – I mean, it's a huge story. They call it the Hermit Kingdom for a reason, right? Yes. Nobody ever comes out of there. Exactly. So the fact that she's there is a big story. And I think the, those cheerleaders, too, were a big story. They yes. were the cheerleaders cheering for the hockey team. Well, yeah. they were, you know, they yes. were enthusiastic. They, they were colorful. They caught people's eyes. Now, they're enthusiastic – because they know if they aren't enthusiastic and cheerleading, someone back home is probably going to get killed because it's an oppressive, evil regime. Like well, I read, not, That's yeah. interesting
0: that you bring that up. I read an article today. Uh, there's a writer who uh, – there are two writers with the, the Times, with the New York Times, mm-hmm. uh, Motoko Rich and uh, Cho Sang-hun one of whom I think is stationed in Tokyo. The other one is, is their like Korea representative. So he writes about North and South Korea all the time. Yeah. And one of them wrote about what happens to North Korean Olympic athletes. If they don't win the gold yeah. and then they come home. And um, I, I don't know if I saved this article. I, I need to find it though. Um, and they were like, no, they're not, put to death they yes. the, the last time there was a poor showing like the goalie in one of the soccer teams allowed like i don't know seven or eight goals in a in a soccer game or, soccer yes. match or something like that and then like a year and a half later he's still practicing with the team for the next thing that way yes. obviously he wasn't killed but oh sure sure he was subjected to like a six hour speech <laughs> yeah, berating his performance in like the town square or, you know, the city, the city, big city square or something like that. So yes. um, not everybody who doesn't perform well is, is put to death when they go back there. It's, but it, that doesn't mean it's a great place to be, no. but it, it does mean that the reporting about those places is so distant from our normal day to day that it is interesting when something unique happens. Here's another thing. Uh, you and I work with a guy who uh, was born in Korea and lived there the earlier part of his life. Mm-hmm. His parents grew up in Korea and his uh, in South Korea and his granddad is still in South Korea if I'm not mistaken. Still okay. is in South Korea. Now his granddad has twin sisters one of whom has been in North Korea since the since the Armistice line was drawn. Oh, wow. So the family has been split. So I asked him yesterday, what's it like in South Korea about all this stuff? And his, his response was it's as split as it is anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Some people think that this possibility of, uh, you know, reunification is great. They love the fact that the countries are talking to each other and half the country thinks it's the worst thing ever. They think it's a terrible idea. And Mm -hmm. From reading the comment sections on some of these articles from the other side of the world, uh, I would have to say that he's exactly right. There is no consensus. There are some people in South Korea who refer to uh, Kim Yo-jong as the North Korean Ivanka Trump. That's, what, that's how they refer to her. That's not you know some New York Times slam. That's mm-hmm. how some of the people over there view her because she's got power. There's a certain amount of elegance about her, even though I don't think they really trust her that well. There's a certain, you know, there's an understated quality to her. And mm-hmm. she, she represents the country. She represents the president of the country. yeah. And so they see in her what Ivanka is to President Trump mm-hmm. in, yeah. in some respects, obviously. Uh, so I, I was just, I think that a lot of the reaction to uh, to how this was reported in what we would commonly refer to as the mainstream media mm-hmm. was really overblown because they didn't take into consideration that what was happening there or the reporting that was done about it was basically the same reporting that was done by South Koreans. South Koreans, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I do, think, I do think the whole um, the whole Mike Pence thing was sort of blown up. You know, he didn't they didn't make eye contact they didn't meet well i will say you know, this: the new
0: york times just pummeled him it was yeah not,
1: the, the pummeling of him was not was not great uh they had plenty of story
0: they could write without turning it into, yes yes this is this is why he failed
1: yes now now she but she was very charming and you know put on a good show and i think those cheerleaders did and And the fact that they were there.
0: Yeah, I think you and I talked about this before, that there's nobody in the world who has an IQ above a rotten turnip who doesn't know (laughs) that all of that was propaganda. Everybody knows. It's not like the newspaper reporters got taken in by North Korea and, oh, my gosh, they don't realize this is propaganda. Everybody knows it's propaganda but there's still reporting that has to be done and then there's you know then there's the thing of well this is like going to the Olympics in 1936 and, and not saying anything about Hitler no it's it's not that because this wasn't held in Pyongyang this was held in Pyeongchang this was yes. held in North Korea this is held in South Korea two different countries yes. somebody might need to realize and so to go to the South Korean Olympic games that they've been wanting to host for quite some time and focus solely on Kim Jong Un, the crazy man, and talk only about North Korea. Yes, yeah. I mean, that to me would have been even worse form than some of the, you know, maybe not as great reporting as as has come out of there.
1: Yeah. Now I do think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think now. Now my mom would have said that she didn't just fall off the turnip truck. So <laughs> if you just hadn't fallen off the turnip truck, if you just had, if you just fell off the turnip truck, maybe. Maybe you would not know. I I think it's kind of interesting too, the Olympics, and I've been following too much of it. But I I noticed a couple things. There's been some really, what's been really bad, I think, is some of the um, just missteps in. uh, You know, they had an analyst on NBC talk about how great the um, the Japanese occupation was, and how (laughs) great. And then we then we've had you know we've had a couple of dust ups over uh, uh, one there was a radio host who was making comments about uh, Chloe Kim you know one of the yes. uh, Olympic medalists and yes. making suggestive comments and then this really this is a really a interesting after what? all
0: the stuff that's come out about Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey and all this other stuff you've got somebody making suggestive comments about a sixteen
1: year old oh yeah yep. So it's interesting too. There's been, there's been actually really, I mean, I think one thing has been, I mean, sports radio is probably not the most uh, elevated conversation, but there's been a couple places out in in New England. They had a guy, uh, uh, this is a Tom Brady story. So Mm. Tom Brady's one of the columnists. We can't do an
0: episode without you bringing (laughs) up Tom Tom Brady. So
1: one of of the, his, his. uh, See in the Olympics no but his his just followed me okay. his his agent is named don Yee. and somebody pretending to be don called the columnist in boston who's not the most scrupulous reporter and and fed him a fake story about brady holding out in training camp next year and being unhappy they run it and it turns out to be fake because That's then the some point. the guy who faked it called the reason well, one of the hosts decides to act out the part of Don Yi, who is an American of Chinese descent, by putting on the worst Chinese accent ever. Oh, great! And just going on about it. So great. So there was that. But but back to the Olympics, there, there was a really, I think, a really interesting exchange uh, with the New York Times, one of their their op-ed folks, when. I have to get her name. Mariah, is that her name? Mariah Mar- No. Mariah Nagusa um, landed a triple axel, I believe. That's what she issued. landed a triple axel. And this person took to said, immigrants, we get the job done. Which is a line from Hamilton. Okay. Except she's not an immigrant. Her parents <laughs> are immigrants. Her parents were <laughs> immigrants from Japan. She was born in the States. And she was born in the States and she had to give up her, you know, she had, when you're, sometimes you're born a, a parent of uh, immigrants, you have dual citizenship. She had to give up a Japanese citizenship. She's an American citizen born and raised in America and okay. immigrants. And so the, so what was interesting is uh some, some columnists or some reporters from the, uh, the, the, um, some people started saying, wait, she's not an immigrant just so you know but some reporters from the uh um times who are asian american are like come on now like we're just americans you know we're not all immigrants so it was fascinating to watch this kind of um it is i mean it's great that she uh, and then there's this the 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 she the person eventually uh from the times eventually um erased their tweets but there was kind of a very ugly she's a in an opinion writer for, the, and it was kind of an ugly scene but it was interesting these um, how jokes that once were uh, okay yeah, which were not okay yeah. but were commonplace are uh, you know people need to really be okay. more careful and yeah. then people who weren't able to say before saying hey she's not an immigrant yeah. why not you know the reporters it's interesting it's hard when you say something like that to not say oh maybe you're right She's not an immigrant, or yeah. you know, I was trying to be funny, but good point. She's not an immigrant. Um, um,
0: one, one more thing before we move away from the Olympics, uh, unless you have another Olympic story. Do you have another one? No.
1: Okay. no. Tom Brady, I bet would play in the Olympics, or no? I'm something. sure.
0: I'm sure he, he would. You'd go photoshopped into an ice skating scene on a poster somewhere.
1: No, but there was a really funny uh, meme of him. I drop everything for you. Uh, with his hands off, strong, missing the pass he missed the Super Bowl for Valentine's Day, which was fantastic.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Um, yes. Fox News ran a
1: story. Oh, yes. That was so interesting. Okay. How do you, how do you know the one I'm talking about? I, well, I, I'm going to guess. You tell me, and I'll say if it's the one I thought about.
0: Okay. Fox ran I – I don't think it's the same one. Fox ran a story – they're the ones I think that used the fawning language. Okay. They ran a story, uh, basically calling out or, you know, attempting to call out or whatever. Um, the, the press who had done stories about North Korea for not talking about, so the headline was like three, you know, oh, you're yes, yeah. miles from the Olympics, three Americans remain in captivity in North Korea. So again, we go back to the story. Yes,
1: box. yes, yes, yes.
0: But it's in this, in this article, they attempt to, um, to paint all of the reporting that's been done, essentially, in this negative light because nobody stopped to talk about uh, these particular Americans who remained detained in North Korea after oh, yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Before that story, Fox News hadn't done anything since the Olympics started about these three guys, okay? Uh, Yes. Last story they had that even remotely came close is somebody did a story uh, two or three months ago, I think it was, about here are 20 Americans that are held captive around Yes. And these guys were mentioned in that. Before that, it was a couple of AP stories that had been whatever, you know, RSS fed into the system. Like in 2015, when the thing originally happened, when everybody was covering it. So not only did Fox not cover the story as a story, they intentionally mentioned these guys only as a way to try to paint the other reporting that had been done was as less than stellar. So it wasn't an actual story to benefit the people who were in captivity. It wasn't even a story primarily about the people that were in captivity. They were using these people that were in captivity to criticize CNN and, you know, New York times and whoever else who had already I, started doing their reporting.
1: I'm shocked.
0: I know this is how it starts off just miles yes. from the winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea, where some observers continue to fawn over Kim Jong-un's sister and North Korea's smile diplomacy. A trio of Americans remain detained in the hermit kingdom. Then that goes through the story that anybody who's been keeping up with it read, yeah. It goes, you know, to the family and interviews with the family, none of which had been put online until they had the opportunity to use this as some kind yes, of cudgel yeah. against the other uh, reporting that was being done from on site. So I, I just found that as, as
1: – you, so you I mean, you could off. say, like, you know, Miles, where she's doing her smiling campaign and, and this is still going on. I think that would be a fair article to say people are fawning on her is probably too much to say that it's a, it's a
0: fair article. If, if you initiate the article, yes, because you're actually drawing a distinction uh, of she's giving an appearance in the South. Yes. Belies the reality of the North, but that's not the intent of the art. The intent of the article is try to make it look like other people were being irresponsible with their reporting Yes. Fox didn't even put this up until other people had already been reporting. I just, I get so weary of that.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's or, the, I mean, everything is, everything is clicks and who can I make look bad so I can look better? It's not a very healthy, we have a not a very healthy culture right now, just the yeah. online culture.
0: And I just want to remind uh, folks that after I slammed Fox News or before I slammed uh, Fox News, I slammed New York Times for, for unfairly reporting on uh Vice President Mike Pence. I just want to bring that up to people.
1: Now, see, I thought you were going to talk about the column they ran, which a, a Fox News columnist ran uh, because the Olympic Committee had been um, promoting the diversity. Because the country is much more diverse. Yeah. The Olympic team is much more diverse, right? Yes, And oh. the, even the winter Olympic team. And he ran a column called the, the, the new uh, – that the motto used to be faster, higher, stronger, and now it's darker, gayer, different. And basically saying we have too many people of color on the on the Olympic Wait a minute,
0: team. on the Winter Olympic team. Yes,
1: there's like four. Well, apparently, is that, that four was too, too many? many? <laughs> apparently, it was you know this is why you know the fact that they the fact that they noticed that you had different diversity led to oh, uh, this accusation that they had picked people not because of their skill uh, but because of their skin color. Oh, now, if we,
0: if we were going to be picking people because of skill, Fox News wouldn't have any employees. I did. You said that, and not me. Uh, and I'll stand by yeah. it too.
1: Yes, but anyway, it, it was. I mean, it's sort of like really, you you win the you have to win the trial, you have to win the competition to get on the team. You don't just that win. That is insanity. But it was uh, they. It, it didn't last very long. But it is, I think, really the the as the country is getting more diverse. Right, church getting more diverse. The country itself, so, uh, the idea of what it looks like to be an American, how you cover Americans is going to change. And more people are going to have more input into that. And maybe some of the answer is to say, oh, if you, you know, somebody complains about something you wrote by being sensitive, to say, is maybe to listen to them for three seconds mm-hmm. before you want to, you know, uh, slam them back down. But the culture of the Internet is so much, I want yeah. to slam you because I want to look better than you. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, that's
1: a whole other story.
0: So Kate Bowler. Kate Bowler, yes, we talk about Kate Bowler. We have Kate Bowler right here on the page. Um, okay, I, I don't know this story as well, so uh, run with it.
1: So Kate Bowler is a um, is a Duke professor at Duke. She's okay. in her mid thirties. She studies the prosperity gospel. In fact, she has the best book on the prosperity gospel called "Blessed," which is fantastic. Okay, but when she got when she was studying the prosperity gas gospel, she also discovered she has stage four incurable cancer, colon cancer. Okay. So she's still alive. She's gotten treatment. She's sort of in that limbo of they can keep her alive with treatment, but she's, uh, so she wrote about first about covering the prosperity gospel. Uh, while having incurable cancer, which, you know, prosperity gospel would be, you should be healed, and the, the fact that you're not healed is a sign of lack of faith. Right. And here she is; she's, you know, got cancer, and it's not going away. Uh, and, but, but what I find so interesting is, right now, she's been in Time. She was on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, who's not particularly doesn't write much, doesn't interview much people about religion. Mm-hmm. She's been featured in New York Times. She's everywhere, and her story. And I, I'm, you know, I'm interested in religion issues. Uh, that's my sort of specialty, but I'm really taken aback by how much coverage she's getting just because she's, uh, and it's, it's not Some of it's real coverage. Some of it is just people are interested in hearing what she has to say. Hmm. I think some of it is because she's just telling, she's talking about her faith and how her faith changes life and how, how the, you know, she used to think God liked her, you know, she was a Mennonite. So she was good, you know, Bible, very Jesus-y, person growing up goes to church, does all things right, and how she thought that was earning God's grace, and now, you know, God is still present with her when she's dying, and people are, people are, and they're eating it up, people are responding to it, the New York Times has run two long opinion pieces from her, one about having the cancer while while writing about the prosperity gospel, Mm -hmm. one about what do you do when you're dying of cancer and you're at a part, you know, when you talk to people, and you're the bad, you know, (laughs) It's really, you know, she's funny, but uh, this this interview with uh, Ter- and Terry Gross has had run-ins with religious people. It's a very sympathetic. She just tells her story. Cool. So I I think that there's a, I mean, I don't know if it's a lesson. That I just find it interesting. She's getting so much coverage by just being telling her story.
0: Well, and it's a, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say uh, most most. Uh, I don't think most of us would get on NPR or time or New York times if we just yes. tell her story, but I think we'd have a, uh, a whole lot more success with relationships about our faith with other people. Mm-hmm. If we would just tell our stories and listen to them yeah. tell theirs, um, yeah. it seems to be a great model to me.
1: Yeah. And, and, and obviously she, she has the, obviously she's a great scholar. Her book is great about the prosperity gospel. It's very informative. And she has this contrast, right I study the prosperity gospel, you know because in the prosperity gospel, some churches you can 't even say you 're sick because that 's a negative confession. You have to confess that you 're well, even if you 're not yeah, so that there 's a great you know contrast there, and she 's charming and funny, but I think that maybe charming and funny and talking about your faith uh, and the struggles of it is not not that bad. Mm-hmm. People people aren't hostile to faith. Like these folks who I think people assume that reporters are hostile to faith sometimes. And I don't think they are. I don't think they always understand it. But it's not necessarily hostility. Uh, but I think if you find a way, like this, she, Kate has been able to find a way to uh, talk about her faith in a way that connects with a mass audience. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable.
0: So you wanted to talk about, pardon me, a little yell in there. Um, what are you
1: yawning for? Uh, we're we're it, we got just getting started.
0: Yeah, yeah. You'll be carrying on the next hour. By See, somebody's knocking at your door trying to get you to be quiet. <laughs> um, yes. Glenn Norton. It, now, I think this is the writer that had been hired by the New York Times yes. uh, this week. And uh, apparently they missed in their background check some rather inflammatory – Online conversations that she comments that she'd made, and somebody else dug them up and like just straight up publicized them on Twitter or something. Um, She had like uh, either white supremacist ties or white supremacist sympathy. Yeah, she's got. She's
1: got. She has a friend. Okay, so she has a friend who is. I mean, this was quite a story because she had a friend who was. uh, So I think it's. it's, This was pretty big fanfare. They're going to hire this person who's gonna write about culture it's a little bit weird because she lives like half in europe and half the us she's gonna write culture and technology She's well respected but she had all these uh um tweets she's friends with the guy who runs a daily Stormer. i don't know yes. how they're friends but she's been pretty open about being friends with him and then she's used some inflammatory language towards people who are gay and but she's been talking about her white this friend and uh, i'm not sure how they missed that But uh, it just was really fascinating to see, like, I think it was Thursday afternoon, she was hired, and they put out a big press release, and by a few (laughs) hours later, she was not hired. She was tweeting about how, in fact, she reported that it wasn't going to work out for her to be with the Times, and then they reported that she wasn't going to be there. It was just, it it was fascinating, like, they couldn't find... um, I wonder they didn't find this well, Paul, beforehand. Uh,
0: they left their they let their four chan membership expire.
1: <laughs> it's on her Twitter. You just look at her Twitter feed, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, the pot. It was interesting. She was going to write about the power, culture, and consequences of technology. Yeah. Which she then experienced. Um,
0: she experienced, yeah, the in, in, and the
1: in a couple couple hours. It was just yeah. really it was just really interesting, you know, the, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't get how they did it, but I do think like this is an extreme example of how, if you have friendships with how, 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 I don't know what the right word is, how just complicated the the media world is Mm -hmm. Uh, because anything you've said before could be, um, could be used against you. uh, I think if you're, saying that i'm friends of a white supremacist maybe you want to delete that tweet maybe you just should tweet that yeah you know but we all we all have relationships with people that probably have unpleasant views or unpopular views i just found this really fascinating how they how it and how it unfolded from well you there email and then
0: okay hang on
1: my son are you still yeah
0: uh yeah we we lost you said it unfolded from it just dropped completely oh
1: it folded from yeah it unfolded from hey we are um hiring this person isn't going to be awesome to by the way they're gone in a couple hours (laughs) real time it's a real to the (laughs) point of technology just you know she uh she experienced the power of technology
0: did they fire her over twitter
1: uh she I th- yeah, she actually was tweeting about how it wasn't gonna work out within a couple of hours of this before the Times. The Times was still still had a news release out saying she was being hired. Wow. And she was on Twitter saying, Oh, it's not gonna work. Wow. So wow. anyway, it just it seemed like a, a worth talking about it.
0: Well, thanks everyone for joining us for another- yes episode of the fourth state where we are thinking about and talking about the news.
1: And next week we could sing about the news. That'd Uh, be awesome.
0: Next week, Bob will have a special podcast that launches from his website where he sings old hippie Jesus songs about the news. Yes. That'd
1: be awesome. (laughs) I could, I could, I could, I could make a song of the week. (laughs) old hippie jesus songs of the week about uh (laughs) it'd be awesome
0: oh it would it would so not be awesome uh all right man so until the next time this is marty
1: and this is bob smithana thanks for listening